Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. I live a life where I never know what's coming soon to a theater near me. <laughs> My wife and I are late to everything. It's a big problem in our relationship. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's at a point now where if we, be, if we have to be somewhere at six, she tells me we have to be there at five thirty in order to trick us into being on time, and it never works. And the reason why it never works is because. I'm not the problem. That's why it doesn't work. <laughs> All tricking me does is make me mad for an extra half hour every time we're running late for something. We were running late for the movies. I went to check on my wife, and she was painting her fingernails. And my initial response is anger, because it's dark in a movie theater. No one's even going to know what you've done. We, we could paint your face before we head out tonight, and no one would know. But I don't say anything. This is my wife. It's the woman that I picked out of all the women on the planet to spend my life with. And I'm a little concerned at how few of you laughed at that. That was, that was meant to be a joke. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Picked out of all the women on the planet? Most of the women didn't even have a chance to interview for the position. Picked her out of a different group. I picked her out of the women that live near me and would say yes if I asked them to marry me. It's a much smaller group. It still means something to me, you know, I love my wife, so when I see her painting her fingernails, keep my mouth shut. I just accept this is the life that I've chosen for myself. I live a life where I never know what's coming soon to a theater near me. And then I like to see what color she was painting her fingernails, and she was painting them clear. And then my brain exploded. Are you even doing anything? Because it looks like you're pretending to paint your fingernails. If you need me, I'll be in the front yard mowing it with a bubble maker. You let me know when you're ready. I got so many bubbles to pop out here. She told me she painted some clear because it makes her fingernails shiny and she likes them to be shiny. And I support her in that decision. I want them to be shiny too. I just feel like we could have achieved the same results by ordering popcorn at the movie theater. <laughs> One large popcorn, extra butter, no napkins, we gotta look we're going for. <laughs> She's late to everything. One time, my wife was late to watch Netflix in our own home. And that should be impossible, because Netflix starts whenever you want. We picked out a movie, and then she goes, don't start it yet, I have to go to the bathroom. And then about a half hour later, I'm just sitting there by myself, wondering what's happened to my wife. And go looking for her. 
I found her in the shower. And I said, why would you take a shower when you know I'm waiting in the other room by myself, staring at a blank screen like a moron? And she said, I'm not taking a shower. I'm rinsing off. <laughs> and that's how my wife beats me in arguments. She just denies that she's doing the thing I said I was mad about. And I don't know how to fight back against that. I'm not smart enough. I have 37 years of life experience leading me to believe that what I'm seeing right now is called a shower. You just told me that I wasn't. I don't know where we go from here. You're in a shower, you're naked, there's water. How is this not a shower? If you were rinsing off, you'd be in a colander and I'd be holding you under the sink. It's like a bunch of grapes trying to get the pesticides off. It's how she always wins. We were on a road trip one time and she fell asleep. And I said, honey, you gotta wake up. I'm sleepy too, I want you to talk to me. And she said, I'm not asleep, I'm resting my eyes. All right, are you also airing out your throat? Like, why has your mouth been open for the last 15 miles? You should start chewing because you have three gummy bears in your mouth that you don't even know about. That's how I've been staying awake, I'm over here shooting threes with the yellow gummy bears, just trying to stay alert. I would have kept going, but I'm only giving you the gross flavors. You think you're gonna get a red one? You're not even awake, you're out of your mind. I mentioned my girls already, they're my, they're my stepdaughters, I'm a stepdad. Stepdad took over the lease on a couple of girls a few years back. Thank you very much. Are there other step parents here? Any other broken homes? you. Good. Glad you were able to come out. Where's, where's the stepdad at? Somebody raise your hand to your stepdad. Right back there. Thing. I said raise your hand. You clap. I mean, you guys still appreciate it. How many stepkids do you have, sir? One. One. Great. And do you, are you and your wife going to have more, do you think? Got one on the way. Got one on the way. Congratulations. Good for you. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. I think that's fun. I would love to have more, too. I, I would love to have more. And I'll I would probably love them more than the old ones. Don't you think that that would be true? I mean, probably. Of course, not on purpose, of course. You would do your best to love them exactly the same. And they would never even know unless they watched this special. I would do my best to love them exactly the same. I'm just admitting that I'm a human and there's a small chance that I would love the new ones more and there's nothing that I could do about it. And for those of you looking at me being judgmental right now, uh, why don't you pretend for a moment that you spent your whole life wanting to have a boat. You wanted to grow up and be a boat owner. And then one year you married someone that had a boat and it was everything you thought it was gonna be. And you love that boat and you helped take care of it. And then the next year you made your own boat using nothing but your genitals. <laughs> Which one are you gonna be more excited about? That's all I'm trying to say. It's not, I don't, I don't even think it makes you a bad person. I think it's just a pride of workmanship type thing. And of course, you love the old boat. You love the old boat forever, because that's the boat to let you know that you enjoy being the captain of a ship. But if there was a hurricane and you only had time to save one of your boats from the harbor, you know which one you would pick.
a lot of pressure being a step-parent. It's a lot of pressure. I love the responsibility, but it's a lot of responsibility. I walk around with a weight on my shoulders every day of responsibility, just knowing that I'm the third person on an emergency contact list. <laughs> That's terrifying. Being one's not a big deal. Number one's not a big deal, but number three, if they call me, that means there's been an emergency, and it's been going on for a long time. It's probably multiple emergencies if they make it to my name on the list. There's not even a line on the form for stepdad. That's a writing candidate on the back of the form. I'm third in line to be in charge of these kids. I'm like the speaker of the house. If it's me, some big stuff has happened. My girls are teenagers now, uh, 14, 16. Got a couple teenagers at home, and they're really embracing it. And every time I tell people I have teenage daughters at home, they're always like, oh, good luck with that. It's really tough. Just somebody said it just now. No one can resist from letting you know how difficult it is. And it is difficult, sure, but I think I'm good at it because I know how to talk to teenagers. I speak their language. Just the other day, they asked me for a ride to the mall, and I said, oh, do I have to? <laughs> And then later, they're like, are you going to take us or not? And I go, I was going to do it. Gosh. They have embraced all the teenage stereotypes. Laziness is the biggest one. I'm proud of how lazy my girls are. People tell me all the time that as a parent, you should want your kids to achieve things that you weren't able to achieve. And I could have only dreamt of being that lazy when I was their age. We didn't have the technology available for this level of laziness. This is gonna make me sound ridiculous to the young people in the audience, but it took me 10 years to watch every episode of Friends. My girls knocked that out in a weekend. We're having dinner together one night and one of my daughters says, do we have any ranch dressing for this salad? And I said, yes we do. It's in the refrigerator. And then she said, ugh. And then ate her salad with no ranch dressing. <laughs> like she had to take a trip to the Hidden Valley to get her hands on salad dressing. We don't live in a mansion. We live in a home where our refrigerator is in the room that we eat in. She didn't even have to get up, but she just sat there and angrily choked down a dry salad. Because she was too lazy to swivel to the fridge. And I respect that. We, we took the kids to a corn maze last fall. Are, those, are there corn mazes in Utah? Okay, you guys have them. Pretty pumped up about your corn mazes. If you think the mountains are pretty, you should see these corn mazes we got going on. <laughs> this lift ticket's from Deer Creek, and this one is from a corn maze. <laughs> We're at the corn maze together for some fall fun. Ten minutes into the maze, my stepdaughter called me on my cell phone and said, Andy, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, well, you are in a maze right now. 
That's kind of the exact experience that we paid for this afternoon. <laughs> Did you think that we had brought you to a corn hallway? What'd you think was gonna happen? You're lost? That sounds like I'm getting my money's worth right now. How do you even think I could help you? I am also in this maze. What are you near right now? Corn, oh yeah. I remember that part. It's tricky. I knew I couldn't help her, so I tried to motivate her. I said, listen, we're leaving in 10 minutes, no matter what, good luck to you. If you don't make it, you live here in the corn now. This is your new home. Give my regards to Malachi. He'll be raising you from now on. It's going to be a strict religious upbringing for you. They're my stepkids, but as stepparents know, eventually you start to see your kids have some of your personality traits, even though they don't look like you. And that's really fun for me and terrible for my wife. This happened recently. My wife had to work at night, so she prepared a dinner and she left a note for the kids that said, put it in the oven at 350 for 20 minutes. That's all you have to do, and then you have your nice home-cooked dinner. My wife got home from work and my kids had ordered a pizza. She asked them why they ordered a pizza and they said it seemed like too much work. Fair enough. My wife was furious. She called me. She's like, what do I do? How do I punish them? And I said, did they use their own money? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think they won this round. I don't know how to punish them. <laughs> and then the situation happened again where my wife was going to be gone during dinner time. So she prepared a meal and all they had to do was put it in the oven. And she said to the kids, do not order pizza. If you order pizza, you're in big trouble. You didn't get in trouble last time because I couldn't believe that you would have done that. So it was so far out of the things that I would expect you kids to do that I wasn't smart enough to punish you in a timely manner. But this time, you'll be in trouble, so don't do it again. She got home from work, and my girls had ordered Chinese. I love those kids. Sometimes my wife asks me to help teach the kids things that I don't believe in. A big one that we've been struggling with is don't talk about people behind their back. And I don't like that because it's been my life experience that that is the number one place that you should talk about people. I agree, it's bad to talk about people behind their back and let them find out about it. You should only talk about people behind their back with a trustworthy person. You guys aren't laughing a lot, but are you really telling me you've never talked about someone behind their back, they never found out about it, and everyone just had a positive experience? <laughs> it came up because one of my girls came home from school and she was upset because people have been talking about her behind her back. And I felt bad for her because she was upset and I want to help and I have some skills that could be helpful in this situation. So I said, if you want, I'll go to school with you and I'll roast those girls that are talking about you. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a professional stand-up comedian. I could destroy a couple of 15-year-old girls. I'll put these girls in therapy if you want me to. I'm on your side. And then, and then my daughter said, Andy, no one knows who you are. All right, I guess the roast has already begun.
I felt so bad for her, but at the same time, I was scared because she was mad that people talked about her behind her back. I was scared that she might one day find out all the stuff my wife and I say about her behind her back. Because <laughs> the stuff we say is worse, isn't it? The kids at school are just making fun of her backpack. My wife and I are sometimes like, yeah, we don't, we don't know she's going to make it in life. We don't know if she has the proper tools. And we want her to. I want her to have nothing but happiness and success. But at the same time, I once saw her put a Tupperware in the dishwasher with the lid on it. So, we gotta talk about things when you're not around sometimes. They're, they're constantly debating with us. They think everything I say is wrong. That's another teenage stereotype. We had a half hour debate on whether cold pizza was better than hot pizza. That's a stupid debate. Because cold pizza wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for how good hot pizza is. I don't know why I participated in that debate for a half hour. I think I was just happy they wanted to talk to me. I saw them eating cold pizza, and I said, you want me to throw that in the oven? And they said, no, we prefer cold pizza. No, you don't. You are too lazy to heat things up. We've already established that. Cold pizza's fine, but no one prefers it. No one's like, I'll take one pepperoni for delivery and take your time getting over here. I want the cheese hard by the time it shows up. You know what? Forget the whole order. I'm just gonna get a frozen pizza and I'm gonna lick it till it's soft enough for me to chew. Cause I'm a teenager and I'm never wrong. Teenagers are the size of real people, and that will mess with your head sometimes. I walk into the living room, and I saw my wife bending over to put a DVD into the DVD player. And I thought, look at that. I think that I'm going to give her a little smack on the backside, let her know I'm back there, you know? Maybe, maybe even forehand, backhand, if she leans into it, you know? Not too hard, though. No harder than, <laughs> no harder than I beg her to do to me every year on my birthday. So I got my Hancock back, I'm ready to party. And then, out of the corner of my eye, I see my wife in the other room. Is, is everyone following along? The horror show that almost took place in my living room. Thank God I saw my wife in time. Thank God I saw her in time. I don't know what I would have done if I would have followed through on that smackaroo. That'd have ruined my life. I'm, that would have ruined seven years of trust built up between stepfather and stepdaughter. If I did that, I think I would have to be like, I told you, no DVDs until you do your homework. We have rules in this house, young lady. I've been married for four years now. We had a beautiful wedding. We did this uh, Japanese tradition at our wedding where as a couple you fold 1,000 paper cranes and then if you're able to finish by your wedding day you're supposed to have good luck throughout your marriage. We did an Americanized version of the Japanese tradition where the man folds 995 paper cranes. <laughs> Do you love anime, gaming, movies and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. 
every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. And then the woman folds five unrecognizable paper cranes. And then for the rest of our lives, we're just going to tell everyone that we folded 1,000 paper cranes. I hope that the, luck, the amount of luck that we have in our marriage is proportionate to the amount of cranes that we folded for that afternoon. I don't know why the ceiling's only leaking on your half of the bed. Maybe you should have folded more cranes. Four years of marriage, it's good. And the biggest fight we ever got in happened the day we moved in together. Here's what happened. I was unpacking my boxes, and my wife saw me, and she said, what are you doing with those dishes? You bought those dishes when you were living with another woman, and I don't want another woman's dishes in my home. And I understand that point of view. But before you decide that she's right... And I'm wrong. I'd like to remind you that my wife has two daughters. I don't, I don't think I'm being unreasonable about these dishes. I'm just trying to point out that you didn't show up for the picnic empty-handed. That's all I'm trying to say. If you want to get into specifics, I'd like to point out how my dishes don't kind of look like my ex-girlfriend. When I met him, they were much younger. When I met him, they were just learning how to lie for the first time. And that's a cute age, when they're just trying out lying for the first time. Because little kids don't know how to lie. They suck at it. They don't know about alibis or alternative facts or anything like that. And it's cute to watch them grow into the liars they will be one day as adults. One of them took some candy from our kitchen one night, and she ate it during the night. And the way that we caught her was she left candy wrappers laying on the floor of her bedroom. When we asked her where the candy wrappers came from, she said, I don't know. As if there was a chance that we were going to say, oh, we don't know either. This is a real mystery we have on our hands. We may never know who ate those Twix bars. And my wife was upset. My wife said, we need to punish her. She just lied to us, and it's very serious. I don't think we should. I don't think punishing her solves anything. That's not smart parenting. If we punish her, we have to let her know that we figured it out because of all the evidence that she left behind. And that doesn't teach her not to lie, that teaches her to hide evidence the next time that she wants to lie. I think we need to be smarter about this. Here's what I want to do. I want to tell her that it was a monster that ate that candy. I want to say, well, if it wasn't you, then it must be that monster that comes to our house sometimes. Thank God the candy was there, or he may have eaten you. Sweet dreams. We should just started throwing Tootsie Rolls on the floor of her room every night, just in case. You know what I did? I stayed up every night, snuck into her bedroom. I ate those Tootsie Rolls. And I left the wrappers behind. And that's smart parenting. 
<laughs> Gotta keep these kids on their toes. <laughs> Plus, it's a good life lesson for her. Lying is a necessary life skill. She needs to get better at it. And this way, maybe she learned something. Because the first time I said it was a monster, maybe she thought I was telling a lie. But after waking up to evidence that monsters are real for weeks in a row, she's going to have to accept monsters as a real-world possibility. And that is how you tell a lie, young lady. They're much better at lying now that they're teenagers. Teenagers just have confidence in everything they say. And it will mess with your mind. I'm, one night they're getting ready for bed, and I said, Hey, did you brush and floss your teeth? And one of my girls goes, Yeah, I did. And I said, Well, that's weird, because I just watched you not do it. That's why I brought it up in the first place. <laughs> it's my fault for phrasing it as a question. <laughs> and then she said, I told you I did it, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> Coming at me with an attitude, so I know I have to be a parent right now. So I said, All right, if that's the way you want to play it, I'm just going to check the garbage in the bathroom for dental floss. See if you're telling me the truth. Do you want to change your answer? And she said, I dare you to check the garbage. You're going to feel stupid. At this point, I'm like, maybe she did brush and floss her teeth. And I blacked out for a minute. I've never been that sure of myself. Even now, I think I got khaki pants on. But if someone came up and was like, nice dress, I'd be like, am I wearing a dress? Oh, I mean... But the one rule that I know about parenting to be true is that if you make a threat to the kids, if you threaten them, you have to follow through on it or else the kids are going to walk all over you. So we walk together to the bathroom to check the garbage for dental floss. And she's talking trash the whole way there about how gross it's going to be and how dumb I'm going to feel. And we get there and I look in the garbage and there's no dental floss. And I turn around triumphant. Stepdad has won this round. My daughter's crying. And the next thing you know, I'm giving her a hug and apologizing. <laughs> do you understand what she was able to do to me? She made me mad, and then she got me to apologize for getting mad. She is really becoming a woman. <laughs> do you, do you think? I just think it'd be great if they were bad at getting away with things forever. Because right now, it's not a big deal. We find some candy wrappers on the floor of the room. That's not a big deal. But a few years from now, we could be finding like rolling papers on the floor of the room. And now we have serious parenting to do. Our kids are experimenting with drugs. And not the good ones that you can get legally over there in Colorado. That come in the form of cookies. And there's an ingredients list on the back. And all the ingredients are locally sourced. <laughs> all the butter in the cookies comes from pasture-raised cows that only ever eat grass. And they're never forced to live within the confines of a fence. And they're only impregnated during consensual sex with bulls that they're in love with. <laughs> you gotta go to Whole Foods to get that butter, but it's worth the extra $30. You... When I was young... My friend got caught with a cigarette, and his mom and dad made him smoke a whole pack of cigarettes and made him never want to smoke cigarettes again. I have a similar idea if we find marijuana in our kid's bedroom. My idea is my wife and I finish it. That's my idea. We finish it, and then our, their punishment is they got to hang out with us the whole time. I'm not even a drug user, but I'll do it because I love my daughter. They're going to hang out the whole time. 
no, you can't go play at your friend's house. We're going to watch another one of your soccer games on DVD. These things are hilarious. Everybody's going for the ball at the same time. It doesn't make any sense. You kids got to spread out. Have you ever even seen people play soccer before? Mary just left the field chasing a butterfly. Heather's digging a hole. This is a disaster. Who's coaching this team anyway? What's that? It's, it's your real dad? Well, my fault then. You know, my bad. I think a tough thing about being a step-parent is I don't have that built-in thing that birth parents have that make them proud of every single thing that their child does. I'm proud of most of the things my kids do because they're super cool kids, but I'm not proud of everything. And people I know that have babies are proud of everything. I've had more than one friend call me to brag about how early their baby lifted its head up. And to me, that's stupid to even mention. <laughs> but more than one guy has called me and been like, dude, guess what? My baby's lifting its head up way before babies normally lift their heads up. We're, we're probably gonna have to put her in a special school for girls with strong necks or something like that. She's got chubby arms and chubby legs, but her neck is ripped, bro. We gotta cut slits down the front of all her onesies so she doesn't rip it out when she flexes her giant baby neck. I'm jealous of that level of pride. I wanna have that, you know? Here's an example of what I'm talking about. One of my girls came home from school and she said, we ran the mile in gym today, guess my time. And I said, I don't know, maybe like nine minutes. And then she said, 16 minutes. <laughs> well, I would not have guessed that you ran the whole time. That's a terrible time for a mile run. Does something go wrong? Was, was there someone playing defense on your mile run? Did you have to do your mile run through a corn maze? What happened? We feed birds in our backyard. That's a big part of our lives. We feed birds. I don't know what the birds were doing in our backyard before we started spending $30 a month on bird seed, but it was rough times for the birds in the Woodhall backyard. Jangling around coffee mugs out there. Tweet, tweet, food for the poor. My wife loves those birds so much. We were on vacation one time and we were running low on bird seed and she got really upset and she goes, what are we gonna do if the birds run out of food while we're gone? What's gonna happen to the birds? And I was like, well, I guess they're probably gonna die. They're all gonna... We're gonna come home to just a backyard full of dead birds, you know? We're gonna have to rake them up and move on with our lives. We can let the kids play in the piles but only for the first couple days. One time she came from, from Whole Foods with Whole Foods brand birdseed, and it was Smokehouse Barbecue flavor. No, we're not feeding them Smokehouse Barbecue flavor. I'm gonna eat that. I like sunflower seeds too. Does she think the birds are really in the backyard like playing again? This is unacceptable. It's Labor Day weekend. You know how we like to do. We were gonna have the robins over for a party, but if we're serving plain, we'll look ridiculous. My wife came into our house the other day and she said, there's a copperhead snake in the backyard. You have to go kill it. I don't know if everyone's familiar with copperhead snakes, but they're venomous snakes. And if they bite you, 
you could die. And my wife came into our home and told me to fight one to the death. I've never fought a snake in my whole life, and she wants me in a death match, my first time in the ring. That's, that's not how you're supposed to begin new hobbies. You're supposed to build up to the difficult levels. Let me fight a worm first, learn some of the moves. So I said to my wife, I don't want to fight this snake. Here's what I want to do. I want to wait until it leaves. And she said, we can't do that. What if it bites the kids or it bites the dog? I was like, okay, fair point. Let's just not leave any dog treats or iPhones near the snake, and I think that we'll be okay. Unless that snake's a Wi-Fi router they gotta unplug and plug back in, I don't think the kids are gonna mess with it. How about this? Let's have a barbecue, invite over all the neighbors we don't like, just let nature take its course. And my wife rejects all my ideas. She wants this snake dead, so here's what she does. She calls our neighbor, he comes over and kills the snake. That's not a fun moment in a man's life. To be standing in your own backyard watching while another man protects your family. That sucks. It's had a real negative effect on my self-esteem. She heard something in the night and she goes, Oh my God, I heard something. You gotta go check. And I said, I'm, I'm not gonna go check. I'm gonna give Steve a call. This is his job from now on. I don't wanna go check. What if it sets Snake's family back to avenge his death? What if we accidentally killed Snake Liam Neeson's son? And now Snake Liam Neeson is in the other room right now, just like, I have a very specific set of skills. That was the first snake that was ever in our backyard. Since then, I've killed three of them. I'm on a real rampage. <laughs> Steve taught me how to do it. He goes, what you do is you take a shovel and you chop the head off the snake and you completely remove the head from the body and you bury it in a separate grave. Which makes me think some weird stuff has happened between Steve and a snake at some point in his life. But he has to do this weird ritualistic killing every time he takes one out. I think it's cute. He thinks I'm gonna dig two graves. I'm just gonna throw it over the fence when I'm done with it. It's made me a braver man though, because I'm no longer afraid of snakes and none of you should be afraid of snakes either because humans have a lot of advantages in a snake fight. I would say arms are the biggest one. Arms, arms are so useful in a fight. If you don't believe me, find a guy with no arms and then hit him in the face with a shovel. You're gonna win that fight. I don't enjoy killing snakes. It's not in my nature to kill things. So the last time we had one in the backyard, I called animal control and I said, you guys gotta get over here and get the snake and take him to the forest before my wife comes home and puts a hit out on him. And they go, no problem, we'll be right there. It costs $275. And I said, oh, you know what? Never mind. Somebody just chopped his head off. We're all set over here. <laughs> if you still want the body, it's in Steve's yard. You can find it over there. <laughs> we have this coffee shop by our house that just started this new thing they do called a toast bar. And if you're not familiar with the concept yet, 
is a place where you can go get toast, and it costs $8. <laughs> Just in case you've ever been at home making toast and thought to yourself, this is way too much work for me. I would like to outsource this job at a 5,000% markup. <laughs> toast used to just come free with breakfast, but that's insulting to the toast. <laughs> so I'm at the toast bar, and I want to treat myself. So I order one slice of toast with pumpkin butter on it, and they say, we're sorry, sir, but it's 11.05, and we stop serving toast at 11. <laughs> what for? What happened in the back? Did the one guy that owns a toaster go home for the day? How is it possible that you have lost your ability to heat up bread? Is it a union thing? Is toast a breakfast food and you're unwilling to serve it in the afternoon? I found out later that the toast bar opens back up from three to five. Who's running this place? I was so disappointed, but I was hungry, so I placed my order. I was like, all right, you win. I'll take one grilled cheese, hold the cheese, put some pumpkin butter on there. <laughs> we, have, we have a dog, we have a dog, uh, golden retriever, beautiful dog, and we, we bought her. We didn't rescue her. Um, I know it's not the popular way to get dogs, but it's also a way that you can get dogs. <laughs> We wanted to do the rescue thing. We signed up for the Golden Retriever Rescue of North Carolina, and we got denied. And that's kind of humiliating. We filled out forms, they came to our house, and then they sent us a letter in the mail that said, we don't think a dog should be living in your house. We were like, we have kids. And they go, yeah, we're calling those people as well. And we were all really sad. We were all really sad because we wanted that dog. We were sad for about an hour, and then I remembered, oh yeah, if I want, I can buy dogs. <laughs> so I went out, and we bought a dog that hadn't been traumatized by a family that didn't want it. And it's a great dog. It's the best dog I ever owned, and I don't even have any hard feelings towards that rescue organization. In fact, I donated money to them last year. I want to stay on good terms with them, just on the off chance they were right about us, and I need them to rescue this dog. Sometimes people ask me how, what my wife thinks about being in so many of my jokes, and maybe this will explain it to you. Um, I did some of those jokes on Conan about her being late to things, and hundreds of thousands of people watched it on the internet and liked the video and wrote comments about how funny it was and how they have someone in their life that's the same way other people wrote comments about how I look like fat versions of celebrities. But those aren't the ones I want to focus on. So, my wife... <laughs> was running late for something, and I brought up this video to her as evidence. I said, hundreds of thousands of people have laughed at this video, almost as if in agreement with my point of view, that it's crazy that you're late to everything. Doesn't that make you want to change your lifestyle? Just a little bit? And she looked at me, and she said, me being late is our number one source of income right now. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming, guys. Good night. Thank you. Thanks a lot. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. 
Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>